Welcome back to the Snowling Podcast. This is your host, Gordon Van, and co-hosting with me again today is uh, Hal Armstrong. And uh, Hal, uh, we got a, we got our one uh, an interview that I've been looking forward to for a long time, and uh, a, a guy that uh, I, I came to know really and uh, appreciate a lot uh, over his racing career, and uh, thought it's uh, it's time, it's time to give him a call, and uh, and, and uh, it's not other than uh, Blair Morgan. Um, Tell me, you you follow snowcross a lot. Um, what, uh, what what's your impressions of uh, Blair Morgan? Well, Blair Morgan, uh, I mean, Blair Morgan was snowcross uh, to me. Um, you know, I seen him first race in 1998 up at the Old Barry Racetrack at a CSRA race, and uh, you know, seeing him in person on the track, how he could fly over the uh, the doubles and the triples and just make it look so easy, um, just just blew me away. I mean, I've been around snowmobile racing since the early 70s. And uh, you know, I've seen all the uh, all the top pros from the snow pro days in the in the early '70s, um, right through to the twin trackers. And uh, Blair Morgan, um, he was uh, he was just a phenomenal um, a rider. I mean, I just never seen anything like it before. Yeah, just a natural talent. Well, I'll tell you, um, uh, working with uh, the Ontario circuit here in, in Ontario, um, there was a lot of stuff that went on behind the scenes that a lot of normal fans did not see. And it really makes you appreciate Blair Morgan for what he was. Um, and I'll give you, I'll give you a little uh, instance. Um, a lot of people knew that the, the uh, there was a, a couple of big organizations, and and they were fighting for the top guys. Of course, everybody wants the top guy to come to your race. You know, you, you yourself. I mean, uh, you you want to come to Barry, and uh, you want to you want to see the top guys. Uh, and uh, Blair Morgan, um, he was the top guy back in the uh, late '90s and uh, in early 2000s, and. Um, they say the, uh, the the WSA circuit at, at that time, and uh, and the uh, the Ontario circuit and Quebec circuit. Um, they, uh, we we had this phenomenal rider, a Canadian, and uh, Blair is such a, a proud Canadian. And, uh, and so same with his te- his that what would become his teammates, Carl Cooster and uh, and uh, Earl Reimer. And um, Blair, it, it it was just unbelievable his character. He would he would race, um, say at a WSA race uh, on. A, on a Saturday, a Friday or Saturday, and he would truck out to uh, up, up to Canada, usually with his teammates or his friends, and um, and uh, they would come and and race uh, local races uh, in Ontario because he knew that's he had lots of fans in in Ontario and Quebec. And um, another another incident happened. Um, you know, um, we were running the uh, the indoor series, you know, throughout the uh, United States and uh, and in, in Canada and in, in Toronto, and. Um, Again, they're, 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 those uh, those two organizations were fighting for uh, the best riders to come uh, for their circuit. And uh, Blair and and yes, Shearing and, and Warner too. But Blair mostly. Uh, he would race the uh, the WSA circuit uh, on a Saturday uh, on a Saturday or Friday and Saturday, maybe Sunday. Um, but he would fly out and uh, and have another sled or another uh, factory sled and race the indoor series. And it was just it was it, it was just phenomenal to see this guy in the in the spectators. So you'd get you know twenty thirty thousand people, and you know we sold out uh, you know uh, uh, Detroit and um, and uh, and Minneapolis, and um, those fans all appreciated to, to see the, the the top guy at the time and uh, and um, and the top Skidoo teams uh, you know competing. And uh, that's that's my fondest memory of, of Blair is he, he tried so hard to um, to uh, you know really you know, connect with his fans. And, he, and he's still doing that to this very day. So, um, how about it? Let's get uh, let's get Blair on the call on the call here, and uh, and we'll see what's uh, what's up with Blair. All right. So, all right. Sounds all right. Good. I'll put you on hold here, and uh, we can uh, get Blair on here. Hey, Blair. How's it going, man? Hi there. I'm doing okay. Okay, so Blair, uh, Hal, Ar- Hal Armstrong is a contributor for uh, for Snow Tech Magazine. Uh, he uh, he does a lot of technical writings for uh, for uh, um, uh, vintage, and uh, he uh, does a lot of interviews with uh, with uh, the, you know, the 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 older racers, or the vintage racers, and stuff like that. Uh, uh, he's done done a lot of uh, technical stuff for the magazines. So um, uh, he's he's uh, he's a big fan. He's a big fan of uh, Snowcross and you. So uh, this should be good. 
Awesome. All right, Blair. Let's uh, let's let's yeah. get, let's get started here. It's, uh, it's been uh, really really great to talk to you. Um, um, so. You have some new developments coming up in the near future. Um, the snow bike. Uh, talk, talk to us about that. Yeah, it's uh, kind of a new wave, kind of a new uh, thing um, in the in the snow world. I guess uh, it's kind of been around for a little bit, but it seems like the kits have gotten really good in the last couple of years. Yeah, and uh, there's a lot of guys, especially in the mountains, riding with them. Yeah, and uh, like a few, few of my friends have them, and uh, it just seems really cool. I tried like kind of an early version before I got hurt, and I didn't think it was quite that good. But I think the new ones are awesome. Yeah, they've they've definitely uh, improved them. Uh, um, so, so I mean, everybody knows that you you are a, a phenomenal dirt bike racer, uh, you know, Canadian champion. Uh, um, you're you know you're, you're on the Canadian team, uh, you know, for the the nations and stuff like that. Um, it's it's no surprise that you would uh, really adapt you would uh, adapt and, and like these snow bikes. Um, so who's who's behind your effort now? Now you're you're preparing for the X Games. Blair Morgan's coming back to the X Games. So um, who's behind your effort w- with uh, with this uh, snow bike? Uh, well, mostly is the OTSF uh, Rockstar Yamaha team. Yeah. With uh, Andre Loren and uh, Eve Sims and um, all the team there that's uh, working on that team. And uh, what first came out to be was I was talking with Joe Duncan, who he puts on the snowcross and the and the snowbike thing at uh, at the X Games and. Uh, they have always wanted me to try like the adaptive snowcross, and sure. uh, I was kind of thinking about doing it, but then I didn't do it. And uh, I've actually been I've been going to the last few uh, X Games just for support for Skidoo, and then uh, and then last year they had the first snow bike event, and it turned out to be really great, really good. So, and I, I've always kind of wanted to get back on a bike yeah. since I got hurt. No surprise. And, uh, so this was kind of a big opportunity for me to do that. Yeah. So you're on uh, you're on, you're on a, a Yamaha, I guess, uh, with the OTSF. Is it an, an 18 Yamaha? You're you're riding? I'm not 100 sure what year it is, but yeah, the new Yamaha will be like a 17 or 18. I'm pretty sure it's 18, but uh, I've been watching the build process a little bit through like the OTSF uh, Rockstar Instagram and. Uh, and Steve Sims Instagram. So yeah, uh, I think they just got the Yeti kit in, and I think they have it installed already. Yeah. Cool. So you're running the. And Yeti- I think this weekend. Sorry. Yeah. So, so you're running the Yeti kit. Uh, 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 that, that's good. That's a that's a trip looking unit. Yeah, I think it's like the coolest one for sure. It's uh, it's like the lightest and it's all got carbon fiber on it and can't beat that for coolness. Yeah. And uh, it looks great like it looks good yeah, so yeah, i can't wait to try it i haven't tried one of those ones yeah so how how are, how are you adapting to uh to the to the snow bike are, are you you've you know, have you got a special seat uh that uh, that you're using uh, or yeah well the bike that's getting built uh it's i, I don't know if you've seen or people have seen doug henry's uh bike what he uses uh, we have to have like a protective cage yeah. um, on the sides and over the top so we have to run the cage and then uh, he runs like a kind of a go-kart type of seat so I haven't tried it with like a go-kart type seat yeah. uh, modified seat like that I just tried it with just a, a stock seat and um, it was a bit you know, slipping around a little bit but uh, um, that's something that we're going to put on the bike yeah i know you you've been testing you've been testing the the the, bike, the snow bike and you've just had a, like a regular seat and you looked like you were ripping around pretty good <laughs> uh, yeah yeah no it was, it was fun there wasn't much snow it was actually difficult they're a little bit difficult to ride in when the snow conditions are really yeah. packed and yeah. not much so uh yeah i wasn't doing anything too crazy but uh yeah that's kind of actually i've only ridden it once so um yeah, I haven't been doing too much testing or uh, riding. Yeah, Hal, you got a question for uh, Blair about the bike? Well, I'm, I'm just, you know, how many how many riders will be competing against the honor, Blair? Um, I'm not exactly sure. I know for sure of 
like Doug Henry will be there. Um, Paul Sacker, I believe Mike Schultz is going to do it. Um, I'm not sure the other guys who are going to be there. And um, and also, I just like to let everybody know that it's not and then it's not like a metal event like the other classes. It's kind of more of a bit of an exhibition, exhibition show uh, in between. Yeah, you got enough medals from uh, the X Games anywhere, Blair. You don't. You don't need another one, really. <laughs> well, they probably will be. It probably will be a medal event, like, yeah. next, like next next year for nineteen. Yeah, so for sure, it's kind of a. Uh, yeah, just kind of a bit of a promotion kind of thing. Well, you, you mentioned those riders. Those, those are good riders, like Paul Thacker and and Doug Henry and uh, and Schultz. If he comes out, those those guys can uh, those guys can ride pretty good. Uh, sleds anyway. And I've, and Doug Henry's. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm sure uh, he's been riding the snow bike a lot. Uh, you know, he's uh, he rides everything. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think he's actually tried a snow bike yet. Oh, yeah? uh, he rides his, his bike all the time. So. He definitely will have an advantage of uh, been riding a bike, you know, with like his solid key and stuff. Uh, I'll probably have more more of an advantage of uh, more experience with uh, being in the snow. Yeah. So um, other other uh, things that you have to add to the bike, uh, um, shifting. I, I noticed you got uh, is it a, is it a, an air shifter uh, you're using? Yeah, it's an electric uh, electronic shifter. Okay. And. Uh, yeah, it's, I'm not exactly sure how it mounts or anything. Um, I think he's doing all, you know, I don't, I don't have it in my hand right now, so I'm not exactly sure how it works. But yeah. uh, I heard it's like one of the best ones out there, so it's going to be pretty awesome. When, so when do you expect uh, uh, the, the boys, uh, OTSFF, uh, have, have your bike uh, to you? Or are you coming out uh, uh, to maybe Ontario, or what's, uh, what's the plan? Well, probably, I probably won't see it until I get to the X Games. It's, really, um, it's kind of like, kinda like the, uh, the factory days of like you just ride your practice bike at home and then you just show up at the race and ride your race bike. So, yeah. um, even I hear you guys are getting a little bit of snow out there now, but we I knew quite, there was no snow. The temperatures were warm. Yeah. yeah I, so I knew I was probably not going to come out there to ride it, but. Uh, and this time, really, um, you know, after Christmas, we, I go right to Canterbury on the 5th, and then we have, like, one weekend off, and then go to Deadwood, and then straight down to Aspen. So it's going to yeah. come up pretty quick. So yeah. maybe maybe be able to ride it the week before when the truck gets down there, maybe, yeah. find a place to go. Oh, yeah. How are you going to so mark about it. But I'm just hoping that... We get some more snow here, and I'll be able to. I have a friend's bike here that I can ride, so I'm gonna hopefully get more time on it over Christmas. If not, I'll probably be riding my snowmobile quite a bit. So yeah, yeah. I'll be I'll be riding something. Cool. Hell. Yeah. So, um, Blair, you just talked touched on about riding your uh, sled. What 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 are you what are you riding today? And uh, you, like, are you living like in town, or you still live on an, out in the country? Yeah, I live on an acreage, you know, out in the country, uh, about 80 acres myself, our farm, which is next door, we have like 1,500 acres there, and lots of trails and forests kind of just north of me, so lots of places to ride, and right now I have a 20, I think it's a 2015 or 2016 Iron Dog Edition uh, Renegade. Okay. Yeah, I'm not exactly what it is, but it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, you me- you mentioned you're 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 uh, you're traveling with to the uh, to the races. Uh, what uh, first first Skidoo? Uh, what what is, what is your role with with Skidoo nowadays? Um, just been um, supporting the race department at DRP with uh, helping out with the riders, like the the snowcross riders. A bit of coaching at the races, uh, a little bit of training with some of them. Um, basically, just being at every race and uh, yeah, just basically coaching and support, you know, and coaching. And uh, last weekend, I was actually communicating with the riders while they're on the track. So right. that was a bit of a different step. <laughs> so that's working out really well. Yeah, so, so is that that new earpiece is working is working pretty good for the for the riders. Uh, you know, what, what, that's, yeah, that's they're new. always allowed to have communication. Um, you know, a lot of them talk with their mechanic. Yeah. So uh, this weekend uh, I was communicating with the Amsoil riders, which is Tim Trombley and Lincoln. Yeah. Yeah. 
Cool. Yeah. Um, so, go ahead. Go ahead, Al. Sorry. So that's something I, I didn't realize was happening out there, Blair. So are you like almost like spotting these guys, like letting them know where they are in the race, like who's behind them, who's in front? That's like a thing, or yeah, exactly like that. Kind of like uh, you know, like the motocross or pit, the riders do, or the mechanics give the riders a pit signal, which doesn't work so well uh, in the winter <laughs> with a marker and uh, a, a pit board. So, and plus, I think it works uh, better than a pit board, really, because uh, you can talk to them the whole time and uh, you know, just letting them know maybe a rider is doing a certain section uh, a little bit better than they are, or you know. Uh, try a different line like off the hill or something you know you can just kind of instantly tell them that's cool, cool. so yeah, like at, really uh, awesome. at so at jackson at jackson the uh, whole last weekend so you're down in jackson right yeah so um like right now the first two races the first two races right now that we've been uh, seeing, I mean, the Cats seem to have the uh, have the sled right now to beat. What what are what are you uh, what are you saying to like Tim and uh, uh, and Lemieux out on the track, like when they're not you know they get in the hole shot that type of thing? What are they what are they what's your conversation like? Uh, well, it's not really a conversation because they can't speak back um, yeah. unless they reach up and hit the button, but they won't be doing that. But uh, uh, basically, a position and, uh, you know, how far ahead they are from, you know, maybe if another rider is behind them or how quickly they're catching the next guy. But <clears throat> um, Lincoln, he actually fell in the first corner in the final on Saturday, so we just kind of kind of motivating him to get to the pack and, uh, you know, uh, which riders were lappers and which weren't. And so it's kind of in the middle of the snow cross, especially on a short track, it's, people kind of don't yeah. know where people are at. So it's kind of good to be able to tell them. Yeah. Okay. So you're basically just kind of giving them their position. It's yeah, I don't like, I'm not speaking the whole time. I'm just like a certain, Basically, it was when they were coming up the start line, you know, I didn't want to speak to them when they're in the middle of, like, a rhythm section and going to want to break the concentration. Right. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. So uh, uh, the uh, we're we're four four rounds in for four four races in, uh, Blair. What uh, what have you noticed this year? Um, uh, obviously, uh, one guy's leading. A, a good friend of yours is uh, is leading all the races. Uh, what, uh, what, uh, what 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 have you noticed this year at the at the races? And uh, how can how can Skidoo uh, uh, turn this around? And uh, and uh, where do you expect Skidoo to do well? Yeah, it's pretty tough out there right now. Um, there's not much people can do at this point in time because of the stop rule. Yeah. Which uh, really isn't favorable for anyone, I don't think, really. Like, it's, you know, um, the cats have a 137 and uh, long kit, and then the other guys just have a 129. So basically, all the cats are getting really good starts because of the traction they have. Yeah. So and then there's nothing skateboard players can do about it right now. So uh, maybe once the track conditions uh, warm up, you know, usually the last few races, you know, the traction will be a little bit more even, but uh, when it's light, light and powdery, the cats are going to get a better start for sure. Yeah. But okay. And that's, you know, snow cost is mostly really good starts. And, uh, that's, uh, right. Well, you know, I'm not saying that Tucker's not a good rider, but he actually didn't get a good start on Friday night. He came through from like, I think, 11th to win. So I definitely yeah. he's a good yeah. rider, too. Yeah. So, so where, where do you think the, the, the skidoos and uh, and you know Polaris too? I mean, uh, you're 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 there observing uh, those those two brands are. Uh, I mean, they're 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 a little bit behind right now. Where where can those uh, what what tracks do you think might favor uh, those? Like uh, Canterbury is usually flat and, and fast. Do, do, do you think the skidoos uh, could do well there? Yeah, you know, it's a it's a brand new snowmobile for skidoo too. So the kind of yeah, no matter what, they were going to go through a little bit of growing pains with it. Um, the one good thing is the motor in it is phenomenal. And, uh, 
you know, it's got a lot of power, and uh, so there's no problems motor-wise. Uh, just a bit of, uh, like I said, a bit of traction problem because the track is shorter, and, uh, you know, I think the handling could be a little bit better on them, but that's normal. We're only two races in, and... Yeah. Guys don't have a lot of time on them. I think they were only started riding out the week before the loop, so uh, not much time on them really. Yeah. Well, Lincoln, Lincoln, and uh, Aki uh, Playa, they, they uh, those two seem to be uh, doing quite well on them. Uh, uh, Tim, Tim's a bigger guy. Maybe he's maybe that, that you know that might be his problem, and he's he's been a little hurt too. But uh, you know, Lincoln, Lincoln definitely looks good on it. Um, you know what I've seen. Yeah, Lincoln's been doing great. Uh, he's kind of a hard charger and uh, doesn't really let too much bother him, so he just puts his head down and charges through. Uh, yeah, Tim's been hurt, uh, and then he got hurt again this weekend. He got landed on on Saturday, so that was uh, that was horrible, actually. And so he he's okay. Um, hopefully by Canterbury he'll be all healed up. Yeah, and another kid. Uh, Elliot Ishul, who's a Norwegian kid, he'll be back at Canterbury, so that'll be exciting for Steve. Um, yeah, Aki in the pro life, yeah, he's struggling. He usually got like the whole shot last year, so he's struggling a little bit with his start. Um, he's still a really good rider, hard, hard charging chase, so he's been, you know, finishing by for top guy for like, the pro life class. Yeah, Elias. And, uh, actually, Adam had a pretty good ride to Adam Renheim. He had a pretty good ride. Uh, I think he got fixed or whatever. He he rode good, so it's good, man. You know, they're just slowly kind of figuring it out. Yeah, Elias Ischio would have been my favorite to. Uh, he was my pick uh, at the beginning of the year. I thought if if anything, if anybody suited uh, suited these new rules and uh, and uh, it, it was going to be him with his uh, with his uh, you know bonsai uh, driving kind of thing. You know, he uh, I, th- I really thought that he was going to do well, and then you hear that uh, you know a, a couple days out that he's uh, <laughs> he had an injury during the summer and uh, he's he's, he's uh, all banged up. So uh, that's unfortunate for uh, for Skidoo and uh, you know Elias really but um, um, what, what else is, are, are you doing at the at the uh, at the races uh, you know you're, you're still, still interacting with the the fans probably uh, a lot of fans to come around to say hi and yeah definitely a lot of fans out there that um, are probably when I was racing they're like you know 12 or 13 years old now they're bringing their young kids out to the races and and uh so that's pretty cool to see them you know bringing out the, their kids and now they're like you know who this is this is my favorite rider or whatever when i grew up and so they're kind of teaching the young guys uh, about the older riders i guess and yeah. uh, i do the i do the autograph session with the guys yeah. um every saturday so that's been working out really well and uh yeah being able to interact and see the fans again and yeah, it's great. So cool. Um, what, what what about you? Uh, now um, you, you were a t- you were a team owner um, before for uh, the Blair Morgan Racing Team. What what about uh, doing that again? Again, would you ever consider uh, being another team owner again? And uh, you know, do, doing that uh, doing that job? <laughs> yeah, well, I like to be involved, but maybe uh, not that much. There is a lot of work to run your own team and. Um, you know, I was, I guess, a team owner, but I really didn't do much of the behind-the-scenes things. You know, I had some people for that. Yeah. Um, Jamie and Sue Wayne Madsen, they're running everything. So uh, I was just concentrating on my riding. And, uh, yeah, yeah, like, I don't know if I'd ever, ever have a team again. I'm kind of happy with what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Kinda, a little bit low-key and kind of, you know, not too much... Uh, in the way of uh, having like too much involvement, I guess. Yeah. Cool. Hell. Just, uh, just kind of just jumping back to this, the uh, the new the new uh, Skidoo Raceway. Where um, any any durability issues that have come up uh, crept up on the new chassis? No, no. Actually, the thing's been great. Um, no, there's been no issues at all, actually, just, uh, you know, other than some of the riders, uh, you know, crashing and breaking something, but uh, other than that, you know, they've been holding up really well, which is pretty amazing, it, actually, yeah. for, like, something that wasn't really, you know, 
tried and tested on a racetrack before. Yeah. Did uh, last year in the year pro open sled? Did uh, were you were, were you guys? Uh, uh, did you have a one thirty six track sled last year in the open class? <laughs> Yeah, no, that was the great thing about having the mom class was you were able to pick like that day which one you wanted to ride, you know, if the track was really loose and dry and you would run the long track and then if it was, you know, maybe uh, really tacky and warm out, you'd probably want to run like the like the shorter track for better cornering. So the guys, a lot of them actually did stick with the 137 or 136. I'm not exactly sure what they were, but... Uh, a lot of guys kept with those, and then some guys would go back and forth. So, yeah, every yeah. time of the night, with the mod will be able to hook and choose, which would be, would be great this year, but we can't do that. Yeah. Yeah, but sir, uh, Go ahead, Al. Yeah, sorry. Um, um, with, the, with the new... Uh, with the new We all right there, Gordon? Yeah, go ahead. Yep. Yeah. Need to... Okay. Uh, Blair, with the, with the new sled, how much did the, did the race team uh, have involvement with the new with the new sled design? Any 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 input or, or minimal? Um, yeah, no, like the main uh, engineer that, you know, um, is kind of like his sled, uh, Sebastian Sebo, he's... Uh, uh, he was, he goes to all the races and he you know, speaks to the riders and you know he's been working there for a really long time now and uh, he's been just playing races even when I was racing he was at, at the race department working with like the suspension and stuff so obviously yeah they they, they let the riders test it uh, on the track and and usually that's like kind of we're kind of a bit of a guinea pig really on the track where we uh, test prototype stuff all the time and uh, <clears throat> even like the sled that uh, they're racing this year you know they had Kim and Max Kuyper and, and a few others ride it all through the year last year and I actually got to ride it at Valport last year a little bit and just for fun so you know they're always you know a few years ahead of time in their development. So when we were talking with uh, Tim Bender earlier uh, this year, just before Duluth, we we chatted with him about the, the longer track that Arctic was going to be running. And uh, I think they had had the conversation also which way they were going to go. And, and they, you know, they didn't think at the time that the advantage of the longer track uh, was going to be obviously as, as much as we're, we're seeing so far, um, just because of the extra horsepower to turn it, that type of thing. But uh, did, did Skidoo, did, did you guys have any conversations on what track length to run on this new sled, or was it always earmarked as the as a 129? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not involved with conversations like that, actually. So, um, yeah, that was, uh, they probably had meetings after meetings about that issue, uh, probably all over the place. Yeah, But sure. uh, from what I gather, I think, I thought everyone was supposed to agree on, like, a length or something, and then, yeah, I don't know exactly what happened, but uh, <clears throat> and it ended up how it ended up, I guess. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely. There's definitely a, a, a difference in the in the sleds, and uh, it, it is kind of unfortunate that uh, you know you're not able to maybe do an update. <laughs> you know, you know, uh, like like have like a consumer, like a consumer would with an update and say, you know, okay, guys, uh, you know, you have to you have to run a production. 136 skid or something like that. Uh, I mean, it, it. You know, you, you know, Blair, that I'm involved with the with the racing organization, and uh, it's a it's a it's a tough deal about how to how to improve racing and how how it can you know improve it or maybe hinder it. Uh, there's there's so much thing that goes on behind the scenes with uh, with the uh, with the affiliates and stuff like that, and uh, it's a uh, it's a it's a tough deal. You know, with the ISR involved and you know what you can do and what you should do and you know um, the, the rules behind it. It's a it's a complicated matter for sure. So um, yeah, yeah, for sure. There's uh, benefits and and negative 
outcomes of it. And I think uh, in my eyes, and I think like the racers and the team's eyes, obviously it's pretty negative because their hands are tied on what they can do. It's, uh, so, but I think for business-wise, it's still better. Yeah. So, what have you thought? What have you thought of the racing so far? The uh, have, you, have you thought the racing's pretty good uh, that, that you've seen so far? The the two uh, the two races. Um, I thought it was better last year because of that rule. Yeah. It seems like, yeah, like one sled kind of getting away and running away, and then everyone else is just kind of battling in the back of the pack. So yeah. last year, you know, you never knew who was going to win. Like, you go to the race, you're like, oh, maybe Cam might win, and Lincoln might win, or Tom Blay, or, you know, Tucker, or any other guys would win, you know? Yeah. But, uh, this year, not as even as it was before. Yeah. Any any surprises this year? Any any riders that they surprise? Um, Logan. <coughs> Logan looked really. Good. Yeah, Logan. Yeah, Logan's a good rider too. But yeah, he never was a front runner all the time. I guess you could say. Um, so yeah, obviously getting good stuff helps. And yeah, uh, sure. he, yeah. he had a bad year last year. Obviously, he broke his collarbone twice, but. Uh, uh, yeah, no, he's, he's a good guy, so he's uh, pretty cool to see him up front. Yeah. So, what are, you, what are your thoughts, of, like, um with the sport in general right now, the, the state of snowcross? Uh, do, you, do you see it still as strong as ever? Uh, we, we, you know, we haven't been at Duluth this year. How, how was the crowds, and was it strong? And, and, and you know, with, with it being pulled from uh, the X Games, um, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, definitely crowd-wise and event-wise, it's been stronger. Um, maybe more spectators, and it's just an all-around better polished show than it used to be. Uh, X Games is always weird. It was kind of always a one-off event. Um, obviously, it was pretty popular at the beginning, but... Uh, I think the whole event is more like a festival now where there's like people come there and there's bands playing and all sorts of different things are happening and more uh, more interactive with the crowd. Whereas before it was like the raking and the snowboarding and half pipe and stuff like that. And that's kind of almost like a side thing now for these events. So <clears throat> it's just more of a lifestyle thing now. Just, just go to one of those. Okay. Did you like Did you like racing yeah. at the X Games, uh, Blair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I when I seen yeah, you, I did. I loved yeah. I loved going there. That when it was felt like it was pretty important, and you know, yeah. the, uh, I don't know. It just seemed that racing at the X Games we were kind of like the main event all the time, and yep. And now it's obviously snow snowcross there this year, so like definitely changed yeah if uh if Blair Morgan could uh wave a, a magic wand uh, for uh for racing um this year uh, or in in upcoming years uh, what would uh what would you suggest <clears throat> I'd keep the mod rule for sure I, yeah. I think it just hinders progression in the sport and in technology really you know it's like basically for manufacturer to do a change they have to wait a whole year so and make one rule change whereas before at the mod you could just do whatever all the time and uh you know the obviously last year the Amazon sleds are really good they were really tricked because they did their homework on making them lighter and uh you know they were kind of cool to look at you know they're like pretty trick whereas now it's like you can just go to your showroom and look at a race sled it's basically the same did you did you did you notice Blair though that the the uh, the, uh, the fields have dropped significantly? I mean, uh, probably the the last race at Geneva. Well, well, well Geneva. You know, a lot of other affiliates uh, come to Geneva and Duluth, but the other ones, um, the other races, you 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 know, you probably wouldn't fill the field. Um, if 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 you had a mod rule, that it kind of uh, uh, limited you know, to budgets. The only the only the guys with the biggest budgets uh, would uh, would line up. Um, so that, I mean that that's that, that's kind of kind of where I'm where I where I would go at is is that the fields were were so small, you know, and not just the national I think circuit. We still have the same amount of riders, you know, the people that didn't have a mod easily weren't like a big name guy anyway. Yeah. So 
you know, Duluth, I think they had a lot of riders, but, sure, you know, yeah. at, in Wyoming, there was just enough to fill a gate. Yeah. And, uh, but Duluth always gets a lot of riders, and, and then once you get to near the end of the year, there's always a few guys that get hurt. And, uh, but there's not really any new faces really on the scene. I know the people that just thought that they can jump into like the top pro class basically in the world and compete because it's the stock role. I don't think that really matters. Yeah. It's I think, not like they're going to go out and win a race on their stock like because it's the same as Tucker or the same as Kim. Yeah. I think, I think those guys. There's are a lot before, look, more in behind the scenes too. Like, like all those sleds are, you know, stacked right out, you know, everything perfect on them. And that's a lot where I think people misunderstand, I guess. Yeah, the competition. Yeah, I think I think those guys, uh, those, those other guys that uh, you know, the t- top runners that, that maybe they're they're local affiliates. Uh, um, they're they're not ready to come up and you know to to challenge yet, and and they're and they're going to stick around. They're going to stick. They're going to stick to their own affiliates. Their own, their own home races. Uh, you know, like like they've always done. Um, and then maybe yeah. maybe if they really step it up and they have a good budget, then they'll run the run the whole circuit. But uh, um, money's tight. I would say it has nothing to do with the, with their machine. It's just travel budget, really. Exactly. You know, yeah. Just to be at all these races is a big chunk, and you know, yeah, even like last year, you know, like the Amazon sleds are pretty trick, but they weren't like ridiculously expensive. Really, it was just you know they were worked on a lot. Really, that's yeah. really what it was. They weren't all titanium. Like we, we still weren't, weren't allowed to have titanium, so stuff like that. There were still like some rules, but not as tight as it is now. Sure, you betcha. All right. Um, what what about uh, what about other 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 things, Blair Blair, that you do? And are you uh, are you are you doing any any other kind of sports or uh, or uh, anything like that? Any, anything else interesting you these days? Um, no, basically just running after my kids is a sport I could call it. <laughs> seems to be really busy just all the time. We got something on the go, and uh, um, the kids are getting older now, so actually it's cool. My son, he can actually drive the soccer practice tonight, so I don't have to drive him there, which is kind of nice. And, uh, it's kind of winding down a little bit, you know, with the uh, with the sports and stuff like that. And uh, but yeah, other than that, um, we have a farm still, like with my brother. Um, I'd like to get a little more involved with that every year. And uh, other than that, yeah, nothing really. I I don't I didn't do any like sports myself. I just I raced for twenty years, and I kind of. I have enough competition. I kind of I don't have anything else to prove. Yeah. So uh, that's where that comes, I guess. And uh, I don't know. I just, you know, I'm, like I said, I raced for 20 years, so I just out on a lot of just normal things, like just hanging out with my local friends and uh, doing just normal things. No. You know, I missed out on that my whole life, so yeah. I'm kind of just doing normal things right now. Are your are your kids interested in racing at all? Um, no, no, not really. Uh, they come with me, like they're coming down to Deadwood and then on to S games we have in the last three years and uh just like the ride, you know. It's uh to be a race here these days is pretty serious. You know, it wasn't like when we were young and uh you know, you kinda of race for fun and you know, if you wanted to go at it it's now it's just pretty serious business really and you gotta like somebody, and that depends on how far you want to go in the sport, obviously, but yeah. Yeah. you really gotta, like, really be on your toes, um, you know, you just can't ride for fun, really. Yeah. And really, that's a good time. Hell, you got uh, more questions? Well, yeah. that's a good segue to the question I'm going to ask you, Blair. I'm, I'm looking, uh, I'm looking at an old, uh, you know, when you, when you first came out of nowhere and you, and you were in, uh, you know, came down to the Yellowstone in '97. Uh, Can you imagine today a guy like a young Blair Morgan showing up with a 600 sled and and going into a pro class and uh, and showing up some of these riders? Um, 
you know, like the Tucker Hibberts, the Cody Cams, even though they're on technically stock sleds, I know they're super prepped, but does this new class allow like a, like a, a young Blair Morgan to come in and, and be competitive, do you think, today, compared to 20 years ago? Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think you'd ever see that, really, unless there was, like, some guy from, like, Iceland who's been secretly riding and testing and and whatever, you know, coming out of nowhere. But, yeah, no, I don't see that happening anymore. Like, basically, back then, the sleds were pretty basic. There was nothing too too crazy about them. And plus, yeah, I ran a soft sled, I guess, in the soft box, so... Uh, Guess that would help someone who would, if they were thinking about just coming out of nowhere, did jump into the sport. But yeah, I don't see that happening at all, really. Yeah, it's quite different now. Now you have the 18 wheelers and you have like, you know, there's like three mechanics per, per rider and uh, yeah, everything's just taken care of. So, I mean, really, snowcross snow today has almost evolved to kind of like where oval racing was 20 years ago. I mean, for a guy just to show up and then compete uh, against all the big factory teams uh, uh, on the ovals, it just it wasn't going to happen. And snowcross now, like you're saying, it's gone from kind of the grassroots, and we all know you go to the races and you see the big trucks and the tr- teams and everything. Um, it, it, it's gone, you know, it's gone full circle. Snowcross has evolved into that also so yeah you kind of wonder with this new rule I, I hear what you're saying now that you've got two manufacturers that are kind of behind the eight ball they can't really do anything with their sled um, it could make for a long season uh, yeah exactly they have to wait till this time next year really well I guess they'd be changing things in the summer but uh, yeah there's no changing it now but uh, yeah like now like back, like when I showed up in Yellowstone you know it was, everything is basic like I said now you go into the team trucks and the laptops are out and they're changing fuel curves and they're changing ignition curves and you know the, there's five or six engineers from the factory in there helping you guys out yeah it's, yeah it's quite different now yeah, yeah. go ahead Al Hell, if you got another one or? well I'm just looking I'm, I'm just kind of gonna question I always wanted to ask Blair Morgan if I got a chance to I'm, I'm, you know when you were with Arctic and then you made the switch to uh, to Skidoo <laughs> You know, which, correct me if I'm wrong, Blair, was that like, was that over the summer of 2001 when the Rev came out in, in uh, 01 in November, or was that the year before you made the switch? It was, yeah, 2002 years, so that would be 01. So your first year, your first year racing Skidoo was on the Rev? Yeah, we ran the, the prototype one in uh, open class, and we, but we still ran the MXZX in the 440 class. So they're like okay. totally different Well, here's my here's my question to you, the million dollar question I've got. <laughs> I mean, your riding style. We all seen your riding style, the stand up riding style, and it you know is completely unorthodox to anybody who had ridden a snowmobile before. And, you know, then Skidoo was, you know, and we know the history of the Rev that was being designed, this rider forward design and that. When, did you have much input into that sled that, that first year, or was it already built and, you know, you got to, you get your chance to, to see it for the first time before, you know, the, the general population that, before Duluth. Did you get to ride it much in the mountains or did you run it in the spring or? No, I didn't ride it at all. I didn't uh, go with Articat up until that spring. Uh, first time I saw it was, I think it was in the summer of 01. We went and took a look at it. Uh, <clears throat> other than that, uh, yeah, zero input actually. So I think they were studying my riding style with all the engineers. And, uh, and then, yeah, they brought it till. I think we were up in Thompson in the fall before the preseason testing uh, before that year, but I was fully with you at the time. So, yeah, I had like, not really any input other than that first year. 
you know, because of the first year, they were kind of like this prototype. I think they only built like 15 of them, was it, or something like that. Yeah. Like each great yeah. team got a few of them. So other than that, yeah, I know they really did their homework. The, the PRP engineers are pretty good that way. I think they know what they're doing all the time. <laughs> Wow. Okay, that's uh, that's interesting. So really, your first you, you did a bit of ride time up in northern Manitoba, and then uh, down to Duluth, and uh, and then you guys unveiled the sled. And uh, I mean, you know, it was just <laughs> it was light years ahead of everything else, eh? Yeah, that still is my favorite sled. The the rev, because I think it obviously it changed everything, but it's still I don't know why I feel that it, it felt so much more balanced than the newer ones even, I think. I think they were was going, I think everyone's kind of going into like a longer sled all the time and bigger sled, but those revs were actually kind of small and short and they just mm-hmm. worked really well, especially for like the technical stuff that I used to do, like even in the indoor races and, and you know, like getting in and out of the holes. I think they worked a lot better than the sleds do now. The sleds now are just really long and then you can just hold it wide open across all the bumps and it just absorbs it all. Kind of nice too, I guess, but okay. I, I, I just like the wrap myself. Good. Like when you mention that now, I mean, we don't see anybody doing the showboating stuff like when they're crossing the finish line like you used to do. Um, <laughs> That was kind of always the highlight, you know, to see what's Blair going to do when he crosses the, uh, with the checkered flag. And today it's just everybody just kind of, maybe they're just completely beat up and spent. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. You know, they're, they're, they're being pretty, pretty lame. I tell Tucker every time he wins, he's got to throw a Superman out just because, but he never does. Maybe maybe switch maybe what? switch maybe switch channels uh, you know and uh, find out what channels he's running and uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> talk to him in his ear. <laughs> we we're, were talking about that because a lot of people have like earpiece for the eye thought because they're supposed to let them know if there's yellow flags and dangers on the track and we were just going to start switching all the channels and saying there's yellow flags. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but yeah, I don't know. If I, I, I only can talk to two guys, I guess. Yeah, cool. That's it. Uh, all right, all right, Blair. Just to, uh, wrap up our, our segments here, and um, um, so you're, you you had your accident nine years ago. Um, so, since your accident, what, what what kind of emotions did you go through? Uh, you, you had a, a traumatic injury, as everybody knows, but you know a lot of people uh, really didn't hear from from you for a number of years. So so. Um, yeah, what, what 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 kind of what kind of uh, emotions did you go through? Uh, you know, through through those years, and just you know, maybe um, talk to us about that. Yeah, it was uh, obviously really not in the plans, so to speak. You know, I was actually thinking about retiring. I kind of actually was retiring a little bit, and then I kind of did a like a last minute deal with Boss Racing and Skidoo for that winter, and. Uh, but I had such a really good season in the motocross side. Uh, super great still. And, uh, yeah, uh, you know, retirement, I think, was right around the corner for me. So I was 32 at the time and uh, uh, was actually just forced into retirement, obviously, when, when I had that accident. But, uh, yeah, it was just uh, quite a change. My kids were really young at the time. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, I was kind of thinking about retiring anyways and so that was gonna like I said force force me into it for sure but yeah. uh, I just uh, like and also you know I raced for 20 years I was, body was pretty tired and the mind was pretty t- even more tired so I just took a big break you know I thought oh maybe one year or two years I'll just like kind of nice there's no pressure on me no pressure to be at races no pressure to do anything just take some time off and uh next thing I knew like yeah it's like five years later and then uh and then I started kind of getting a little back more involved uh with things here and there but other than that yeah just kind of just did normal things like I said before like I just missed out on a lot of just doing normal life things and yeah. And, uh, you know, raising my kids, you know, they're kind of at that age where they're pretty influential with things, and, you know, like seven, seven-year-olds and stuff. So I did a lot of stuff with them, pretty much got to spend my whole life, you know, 
being at their beck and call, which was kind of nice. I think a lot of people and parents these days miss out yeah. on a lot of stuff. You know, they're working all the time, they're away from their kids, and I got to spend every waking moment with them. Yeah. Uh, your, your your friend, your, your, your good friend Jamie Ansu, um, as, as people may, may have known, he was your team manager, I guess, for Blair Morgan Racing Team. But uh, he he also had a, a similar injury, and he was he was confined to a wheelchair. Uh, obviously, when when you when you had your accident, you probably you probably you know tapped into his knowledge quite a bit. You uh, it, was, it, was, it was probably you know Jamie was probably a, a good you know sounding board to you uh, when you have the accident. What 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 would he have said, and you know what, what ways could you have uh, could did, did he kind of help you uh, you know um, you know adjust, I guess. Um, yeah, like, honestly, I really didn't talk to him much. Uh, I think, you know, just, you know, being basically with him 24-7 and through the winters for the last, like, you know, 10 years or more before that, you know, I think it was 11 or 12 years, 12, I guess he got hurt in 98, so, uh, you know, it's like 10 years I traveled with him and I kind of knew all the ins and outs of all, uh, all the the things to do with being paralyzed in a wheelchair and, and I know I've known some other people too that are in wheelchairs and obviously with the, the sport we do but uh, you know the doctors and the hospitals are pretty great with getting you adjusted yeah and uh, obviously there's advice out there but basically you learn yourself how how, how to adapt I guess yeah. And uh, yeah, it's it's uh, you know people do things differently all the time too. So I, I kind of I'm a little bit stubborn. I like doing things my own way. So I you know it actually takes a long time to adjust. Like I say, like I was still not adjusted even five six years later. So yeah, feel like just the last few years I've kind of like I've adjusted really fully. You know. Uh, with everything, yeah. Has, has anybody has anybody ever has anybody reached out to you at all for uh, for advice like uh, that has uh, had the accident and in, uh, in, uh... yeah yeah well just lately there the Ontario rider Mike Bodin I think his name yeah yeah so yeah he just got hurt this year and I've been talking to him quite a bit and uh, like I said like I think um, it's such a traumatic experience you kind of want to figure it out on your own and. And, uh, you know, you can offer a little bit of advice, but usually, you know, it could be different. It's different for everybody, too. So, yeah. um, you know, if anyone's got any questions or whatever about things, yeah, for sure. Like, you know, he's asking about uh, arm control for vehicles or whatever, you know, stuff like that. That's, uh, <laughs> that's pretty basic, you know, but... Uh, oh. Yeah, nice to know a few things, obviously. But yeah, I don't know. I I think uh, for myself, I kind of wanted to figure it out on my own. Yeah, cool. Then you you, you mentioned uh, you, you mentioned to me when I was talking to uh, Jamie Ansu, uh, uh He he's competing uh, at the Olympics this year. Uh, to, to, to tell us about that, and, and you know, would you ever consider doing anything like that? <laughs> yeah, well, I, yeah, it's actually pretty awesome you know like he uh after obviously we didn't have the race team and stuff uh you know and now he's uh quite a bit older i think he's gonna skip these now so yeah for him to be able to go and do something like that now is pretty awesome you know being in a wheelchair i guess it'd be like 20 years now so yeah that's but it's, it's not just like just because you're in a wheelchair it's just not fun in games like it's pretty serious yeah stuff to be at the Paralympics like it's not like you just all oh, because you're in a wheelchair you get to go to the Paralympics it's like like even now I think he's still fighting to be on that team like I think he's like the fifth guy right now and I'm not sure if he's going to quite make it to be the fourth guy but it's yeah. uh yeah you said it's curling right like that's the thing yeah curling yeah so like anything with the sport now it seems like it's just at that next level where you really gotta like put 110 percent into everything yeah so would you would you be interested in doing anything like that i don't know i that's the thing that like you, you have, such, you have such an athletic body. I think about, like, uh, maybe side-by-side racing or something, but nothing too, like, serious. Like, like I said, I'm, 
race for 20 years and train. I don't feel like training every day again. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> I sure. I kind of like just relaxing and just chilling out a lot now, you know. Uh, so. Well, so as far as competing in any other, like, competitive, like, wheelchair-type uh, athletics, racing, that type of thing, you're not, that's really no interest? Not really. Uh, like the... Like the people that race the bikes and stuff, yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not really into that even before. So, yeah. I. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny. I was talking to a friend this weekend, and uh, he was talking about like riding mountain bikes and stuff, and he said he saw fun in that, but sitting by the pool with a beer is also fun. <laughs> <laughs> When sure. you're older. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, huh, you're you're th- you're thir- in your late thirties now, uh, hey Blair. No, forty-two. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So, all right, Hal, you got any more questions? And we can uh, we can let uh, Blair uh, let go and wrap wrap, wrap well, things up. I, I just got a memory of uh, Blair. I live in uh, Fergus, Ontario. So, a friend of yours, Ron Ashley, at with two wheel motorsports. Yeah. Well, yeah, so I always remember when you got your uh, Honda. What was it, NFX? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you used to be, uh, I think you used to stay with a bronze out towards Lake Bellwood. And uh, yeah, used to see uh, used to see you come cruising through town uh, in your in your race car, you know. Well, it wasn't a race <laughs> car, but you might have loved it. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay, yeah, that's an awesome town. I, yeah, I was there for a few years. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was always... Go back and forth from the shop to there. Yeah, with pro action suspension and that with Ron, right? Yeah, yeah. I basically lived in, lived there for three summers. You know, the whole summer. Yeah, yeah. So I used to see around town. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, cool. yeah, I, yeah. I had I got quite a few pictures of you with my my boys when they were little, and you know, used to be okay. The Bill Show. We seen you race motocross up at uh, Walton. Yeah, I think I think you were with what was it? What was the big Honda team then? The black uh, Blackfoot Honda, yeah, out of Calgary. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was after yeah. after the two wheel thing. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, I've, you know, seen you around a lot, and uh, and uh, of course, like everybody, we were really, you know, geez, when you got hurt, we heard about you getting hurt. It was like, oh, how can this happen? If this can happen to a Blair Morgan. I mean, he's the best of the best. I mean, it made us all kind of back of us as you think about what you do, but uh, we're really glad to see you back on the racetrack. I think we bumped into you last year at the least, and uh, it, was, it was awesome seeing you back uh, back where you belong, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, like like I talked to a lot of people, and everybody agrees that, you know, the, the snowcross racing, and even the motocross racing, is kind of like a family kind of, you know, I kind of like with Corbin when we were younger, he played soccer a lot and, uh, and you know, it's just not the same. Like, motocross families and that are like, they kick butt compared to like the snow or soccer kids. Yeah. Parents, you know, like, it's not even close. Any of those sports, I don't think, hold a candle against like a motocross or snowcross family. So, just way more passion, way more enthusiasm, you know, no, not much for complaining that much, you know, it's, it's night and day different. I, I got a first hand look at that and, uh, yeah, it's great. Great to be back. Those, uh, Gordon, you were talking before we got on about, uh, you know, some of the battles you had with, uh, Chris Vincent, like at the ACC and the indoor, uh, uh, you know, snow cross and that, I mean, they were just unbelievable, you know, the racing. And I just to see how you guys could pull those jumps off and those tight corners without landing in the stands was, was uh, crazy, you know. I don't know. I think Chris did go in the stands the one place. I don't know where we were. I think it was in Toronto. Didn't he, like, go into the penalty box or something? I don't know. He was a little bit out of control sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that's yeah, funny. We always talk about the Chris Vincent battles all the time. We always oh, they were, they were classic. I mean... Chris yeah. would always kind of seem to get a lead, and then, I don't know, I guess you just played head games with him because you'd always give him a shot in the rear, you know, and, and that would be it, you know? You kind of yeah, just, uh, yeah, those were good dates for sure. Uh, it's kind of funny that I talked to Chris, I think it was like, you know, last year, 08, like when I got hurt, I got like a, talked to him for like half an hour at the race, and uh, just 
chatted about a lot of stuff. We weren't competitors anymore, so it was pretty cool. It's not like I didn't like the guy. It was just um, we were tough, fierce competitors, and uh, yeah, sure. Like if we knew each other any other way, we'd probably be really good friends. Yeah. All right. Yeah, great memories, for sure. Okay, Blair, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll close things up, but uh, I want to do I want to do, uh, okay. I, I want to, do uh, to mention to you um, um, when when you first started racing. Um, you, you knew I was I was involved with the Ontario circuit and stuff like that, and and, and also yeah. the, also the indoor circuits. Um, I, I think you know how much you meant to uh, to Ken and myself and 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 all the fans in Ontario because, like I was telling Hal, um, you were the biggest you were the biggest name in snowmobile snowcross racing at the time. There was there were some big guys like Kurt Hibbert and uh, and, uh, and and you know Hyde and, and and those guys, but you were the biggest guy. And I was telling Hal how um, during the during the uh, the, uh, the 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 the, ba- the battling circuits, I guess. Yeah, you know, there was the, the WSA circuit, and then uh, the, the the indoor circuit, and also the uh, the Ontario circuit and Quebec circuit. But you would always, you were so you were so passionate with your fans. You would always, always try to make it to that regional race that next day, and you did it so many times in Ontario. Um, you know, it, it, it you don't I, I don't think you know how how much it it, it felt um, to. To, uh, to have you as, uh, as 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 a good friend and a good uh, kind of Canadian uh, ambassador, really, to uh, to snowmobiling, the, you know, you know, to, to make it to those races, and uh, just wanted to thank you for all that, you know, all, all those times you made it, you know, you drove all night uh, to uh, to come and race, uh, you know, in Barrie or something like that, or uh, or yeah. what have you. To I mean, it, yeah, I remember it, those days for sure. Yeah. There was, there was, I remember driving from uh, X Games. X Games, Larry Fredericks, uh, all the way to Ottawa. Yeah, Larry Fredericks uh, brought you there, didn't he? Sorry? Is it Larry? Larry Fredericks? Uh, uh, he drove. He drove. Yeah, Larry. Yeah. yeah, me and Larry. I made him yeah. drive the whole way, and I slept. I think most of the time. And I, uh, yeah, I saw Larry this weekend. He's still with the Ice Talk guys, but uh, yeah, yeah. I dropped him off in Michigan, and then uh, in Detroit, and then I, I think I stayed at Ron's that week, and then yeah, yeah we went to. Uh, I think it was in the football stadium in yeah, Ottawa. Lans- Lans- cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like, yeah, that was it, the first time. That race was the first time I tried out TNA Pro Ski. Yeah. Yeah. They were like forehead orange and no one even seen them before and really, yeah. really liking them and then that's, I think I was the first one ever to try them. Yeah. So that was that was pretty cool. I mean I, I, I say I have a funny I have a funny story for Gordon. Go ahead, go ahead. In northern Quebec, it was some kind of sled uh, demo like where all the manufacturers let all the press snowshoe. Snowshoe, yeah. Yeah, the snowshoe, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I was up there. I don't know why I was there. We were in between races or something, but I was there um, with Articat riding, and I remember, like, they needed somebody, some extra riders. Yeah, yeah, for, Chris, like, the Chris Knowles. And yeah. I think I was on, like, <laughs> and I wanted to try, like, the Thundercat or something, and yeah. there all these different spots I wanted to try, and then... Yeah. We got to like this spot, and then you guys wanted photos of something, and I I kind of just took off and started riding around, and I guess I was going through like the snow you wanted to shoot through yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. You tore a strip off me. It was so funny. But I left my helmet on, so you didn't know who I was. Yeah, uh, I, I remember that. I wanted to have that so fresh. I remember. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Chris. Chris. Chris Knowles. Chris Knowles. The uh, the photographer was uh, was uh, was shooting uh, shooting and, and and yeah, you were doing some kind of like really, I mean, talented riding. We'll say it that you know through the snow and stuff like that. And you were there uh, at a ski resort, uh, if I recall. And, and uh, yeah. Um. Uh, I, I you know and uh, I, I knew who you were, kind of thing. And you know it was kind of fortunate. To, but uh, you know, we never thought you would uh, you'd do it. But uh, you kind of you kind of joined the team for uh, for for a while, and you got to you got to try some uh, brand new sleds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Was really funny. Yeah, so that was cool. Yeah. Nine hundred, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, that was the first <laughs> the first year of the Thundercat. I think uh, first or second year of the Thundercat. I think so. Yeah, I, I remember 
Yeah, and we're riding these like tiny little trails. It was funny. But yeah. then we got to go on the lake with it, which is cool. Yeah, the manufacturers don't really uh, don't really care for that now. For other people riding these uh, prototypes, <laughs> they, they yeah. probably, it's probably it's probably okay now. They uh, but uh, you know, the, 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 now but uh, back in those days, uh, yeah, the uh, yeah they, they were they were precious prototypes. They'll say that much. Yeah, uh, you know. So uh, yeah, right. it, was, it was it was nice to have you, and, and uh, um, I'm sure we still have those pictures around. Uh, so. It's probably funny because yeah, you probably had like a photo in a magazine. Probably didn't even know it was yeah. me or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was good, 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 good times way back then. So yeah, I just wanted to thank you for uh, for being such a nice uh, Canadian ambassador and uh, uh, always, always, uh, always good to your fans. You know, whether it's Ontario, Quebec, uh, um, you're you're like that everywhere in the states too. But it was really nice to have the the top guy, top Canadian guy, come to these regional races. It was uh, it was so cool. So, I want to thank you for that. Yeah, it's fun stuff. So, yeah. All right, Blair, it was uh, it was great talking to you. Uh, Hal, you want to close it up? Um, yeah, no, it was it was uh, yeah, it was, it was great talking to you, Blair, and uh, we we'll look forward to seeing you. Uh, I guess on television at the X Games, and uh, hopefully uh, you can come back with uh, with a win at the, uh, the <laughs> yeah. What a great in- uh, story it'll be! It'll be a, a really inspirational story too. I think. I mean, I know everybody there is is kind of in the same had the same situation that you've gone through, um, you know, trauma in their life and that. But uh, I know you're a super positive guy in that. So for anybody out there that's feeling sorry for themselves or down in the dumps, uh, you know, you're probably the guy that can uh, can can uh, you know help people down the road. So just uh, like like Gord said. Just you know, really appreciate all the time you spent with with the fans and uh, kids. You know, climbing over your sleds and everything. Like, I can't even imagine that happening today, but I, maybe it does. Um, and letting get pictures, you know, on your race sleds and good good memories. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I've been mean, reminded of them a lot when I go to these races. A lot of guys bring up stuff like that and. Uh, you know, like people who are like, I guess I brought them into the trailer and, you know, let them like sit on my snowmobile. I guess, uh, yeah, I've definitely had lasting impressions if they're still coming to the races today. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, Blair, well, uh, like I said, it was great talking to you and uh, go, go out and, uh, and, and, and have fun in uh, X Games. And uh, I hope to see you, uh, I, I might come out to, uh, to Valcourt, so I hope to see you out there. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'll do that. All right. Well, you take care and have fun. All right. All right. Thank you. See you guys. Take care, Hal. Yeah. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye.